Welcome to another episode uh, of the Journey Insider podcast. Um, I'm really excited today about this one because we have a special guest with us, Robert Prakash. And um, those of you who have been with us at Journey for any relatively short length of time, within a year or so, will have seen Robert before. Robert's been with us um, uh, last year. He was here. He spoke briefly. Um, you may have seen him out in the lobby, and he uh, conducted a healing ministry training class um, here at the church, which I want to say something about here in a second. But Robert is um, a missionary, evangelist, church planter, um, over in India, and then in also some other areas too. So where all are you, where does your ministry happen? Well, mostly I've been based out of India for the last 14 years. I've been a resident and a minister there. But also, uh, as the Lord opens up doors short term, I have gone to Europe, mostly Germany, working with refugees, also in parts of Africa and, and a few other parts in Asia. I was just recently in Taiwan training leaders. So kind of everywhere. Yes, everywhere where Jesus is really needed, which, <laughs> which is, is everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I know that you do a lot of training overseas, and then I know you also do training here in the States. Um, and of course, you were here last year, and we, you did some healing ministry training here, which was very good. And has uh, really, we have seen a very um, dramatic difference um, in this last year in what has happened in healing ministry. So, um, of course, we have a healing ministry time at the end of every service. We've seen miracles happen there, uh, many documented miracles, uh, um, you know, like, like doctor's reports where there was a scan and there was something there and they went back and it was gone. Wow. And uh, in our small groups and things like that. So we've seen a lot of, imp of like an uptick in healing happening. And I know for a fact that part of what you taught during that training class was a part of that process of just changing the way we think about how healing works and what our part is, the, the role that we play in it. And it's just been really incredible. Wow. That's exciting to hear. Yeah. More Lord. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what we're seeing too. And then today, Robert is with us here at Journey um, which is why we had a good opportunity to sit down and record this podcast and we're doing some deliverance training. So similar kind of a thing, setting people free, but it's a little bit of a different focus and I'm really excited, really looking forward to this. Uh, so that's going to be pretty cool. So, um, now you, I, what, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about and talk to you about is, um, in addition to all those things that we listed that you've been very busy doing all these things, you somehow have found the time to write two books. And so you've got yes. two you've written so far. Um, your first book, um, I, I got from you last year. I read it and it's incredible. It's called, uh, the father's promise and it's about the Holy spirit. So give us a little bit of a, like sum up just what that book is like the message of that book. 
Well, I've found in most circles, regardless of really what country I'm in, that many people consider the Father, Son, and Holy Bible. And there's right. very, very few emphasis on the Holy Spirit. And then we would have an extreme difference when you would get into certain Pentecostal circles, where very charismatic circles, where there is an I would say an overemphasis on the Holy Spirit in an incorrect way, yeah. where he is often viewed as more of a mysterious power, more like an energy. And yeah. we would have a, just like an example, there would be a meeting, then all of a sudden there would be this excitement, someone would fall over and and there would someone would shake and be like, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. And it really becomes a mysterious thing, especially yeah. when people refer to them as the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Ghost being very weird and very mm-hmm. strange. And there's also been a lot of doctrine about the Holy Spirit being almost, um, you got to be very careful around him. He's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. As if the Father and the Son aren't as holy Mm -hmm. as He is. But there's a different way that people relate. And I have noticed that in my life, especially working overseas in India, that I I have received much training. I've been a part of many people's theory on how to see people reach, specifically the most unreached areas of the world. India is still the most unreached area in the world in terms of numbers of people and also people groups, people separated by language, culture, and dialects that have that do not have the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many people out there laboring for literally years to decades with very little fruit. And when I have seen the Holy Spirit moved and learn on how to facilitate, facilitate that more personally, mm-hmm. we have witnessed just the most incredible miracles and the just an incredible increase of salvation. And I really believe that all of our methods is like a glove. Mm-hmm. And we need it. There, there are God-given principles and methods in the Scripture, but the Holy Spirit is that living hand in the glove that brings everything to life. Mm. And I've seen that many um, organizations and denominations do not allow the Holy Spirit to move. So this this book really was birthed out of my personal journey with the Holy Spirit and also working in the unreached context of nations and trying to see them reached. And I really am convinced that the Holy Spirit is the main key that unlocks the, the greatest riches in a believer's life. Um, the Father is in heaven We can connect with him through the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. but there's still this union that's going to happen where we're going to see him face to face. Jesus is the groom and we are the bride. And and the scripture in Revelations teaches that when he returns, it's going to be like a marriage. We're going to see him as he is face to face and we'll, we'll forever be with him. But the difference in the Holy Spirit is I believe he's completely given to us now. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we're going to have more of the Holy Spirit when we enter into eternity. Mm-hmm. He is the greatest gift that we have right now while we walk in this earth. And that's why it's the enemy's greatest goal to bring confusion and distraction from our in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. if he can undermine that, then he can undermine all the purposes of God. Mm-hmm. And so I share that in my personal walk and how I seek to bring the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the awareness of the Holy Spirit, but also the person of the Holy Spirit. He's a person. Right. And he's very 
a tender and affectionate, and he longs to have a relationship with us. And um, it is my passion to make him, make people aware of how they can interact with him. Now in my walk with the Lord, I wasn't this way when I first was walking with Jesus, but I am very aware when I feel the Father speaking to me. I can feel the difference between the Father and in the presence of Jesus when I'm in prayer. Mm-hmm. And when the Holy Spirit is on me and communicating to me, I can sense him different. Mm-hmm. Than all the, than than the than the Father and the Son, and though they are all, all merciful, gracious, loving, and holy, there is a distinction between them, mm-hmm. and bringing out that distinction will really help people in their walk with the Lord. Yeah, and besides just the personal walk, for me, there are millions and literally billions of people in the world who do not know Jesus. Yeah, and they have no hope, and. I'm, I realize that Holy Spirit is the key to reaching the biggest harvest. So this, bur- this book is really birthed out of that passion as well. Because yeah. when every believer can know him and walk in his miracles, I don't believe that I'm special in the, in the signs and the wonders that I've seen. I think it's just an, um, a fruit, a response of an interaction with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I in reading that book, um, it, it's what it seems to me is that for many, many people, um, an upbringing in church, depending on the church you were brought up in, religion almost acts like a lockbox to some yes. promises or good things that God has for us. And then revelation knowledge, knowledge that comes from God, from the Holy Spirit, is like a key that unlocks that truth. Mm-hmm. And I know that like what you're talking about in that book is very much a key that unlocks that. And now the new book that you just finished that's out now, it's called Grace, God's Heart Unveiled, is another key to another truth that I think is maybe one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, well, for lack of a better word, error in people's thinking when it comes to grace, faith, and the law, the old covenant, the new covenant, all of that. Um, I was so excited when I got to see an early version of this because as I was reading through uh, the text, I'm just inside, I'm just kind of jumping up and down like, yes, amen, amen, amen. It's all so true and so powerful. And uh, so talk just a little bit about uh, what kind of motivated you to write this book and what this book is is dealing with. Yeah, so this book also has two facets to it. It was One of it was birthed out of my personal experience um, growing up in a non-Christian family and having an encounter with Jesus at the age of 16 when I was alone in my bedroom. I saw visions of Jesus. My heart immediately changed. But I believe it's, it's innate within the fallen nature of man to err on performance. And we can see that worldwide, Hinduism as well, and Islam, and just the way that people are brought up. If you do good, you're rewarded. If you do bad, you are rejected, ridiculed, scorned, considered unworthy. And that mentality within the fallen nature of man is so deeply rooted that though we have this graceful experience when we first meet Jesus, um, many of us, we revert right back 
to the, the previous way that we think. And not only is that within us as uh, our fallen nature, I believe, but the scriptures, if we don't understand them right, can actually solidify wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed over the years that many people are carrying two um, two covenants together at once. Yeah. They they understand aspects of the old covenant. They understand certain aspects of the new covenant. But there's not clarity in their distinction. And what many people do is they blend the covenants and then... Um, for lack of better words, many people have a schizophrenic view of God that in one moment he can make you sick for some really important purposes of his own or the next minute he could heal you or he could bring blessings or catastrophes and, and we have this um, confused image of God. And I believe that most people confront this in their walk as they're reading the scriptures. They say, how does this scripture correlate with this right. scripture? And and over the years, what really what really was the was the moment, the defining moment for me is I be, I, I came down with an incurable lung disease in India when I first went there. It was probably the hardest thing that I dealt with was just going there, and then within three months, I come down with an incurable lung disease, and I was miserable. Yeah. Misery will either harden your heart towards God or drive you to God. And I had a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I did everything that I knew to do, and I knew things about healing. I was studying about healing, healing. I could, I could teach healing eloquently and know the truth, but the problem was... The promises of God without the understanding of grace will not benefit you. Mm-hmm. And this is where many people are frustrated within the body of Christ. They say, I know God wants to provide for me. I know God wants to bless me. I know that God doesn't want me living in this struggle and this addiction. I know he wants to heal me. But they've been going, they've been trying everything they know to do. And I, I was there. And it's the lack of understanding of grace. Like you said earlier, I believe grace is the key that unlocks the boxes that that religion has bound us in. Mm-hmm. And, and as I became, when I was healed of that, and I started of that incurable lung disease, and I started seeing how, how grace literally produces greater fruit on the missions field. We see more people come to Jesus when you re- remove the religious bondage that people yeah. have. Some people go from... Um, bondage in Hinduism right into bondage of Christianity. The right. only difference is it's no longer Shiva, it's Jesus that they're striving right. to earn their salvation right. for. And so this understanding of grace is radical. It is, uh, it, is, it is a big jump. It was a big jump for me and it's a big jump for many people, but I believe it is the most satisfying, thrilling, pleasurable, and um, really hope-filled plunge you could ever take into God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a topic that uh, has brought up many, many conversations I've had with people for years. And it's so interesting, and you know, it's, it's frustrating, but it's also interesting to me that you can talk about grace and you can explain it, and yet someone will agree and they'll nod their head and they'll say, yes, I believe that. Yes, yes, Jesus, yes, and all this. 
but there is still some belief, really it's a lie lodged deep down, that they believe that there's some sort of justice that has to be satisfied beyond what Jesus did mm. that they, have, they are responsible for. And if you try to dissect that and get them to explain, they can't explain it, but it's just down in there. And it's that, mm. it's that lie of that mixing of the old and the new. You're, and you're 100% right. I, I agree. Um, and this book, uh, again, it's called Grace, God's Heart Unveiled, really opens that up and shines the light of truth on that lie. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to just basically tell everybody they need to read this book. <laughs> um, where, so that brings me to... Yeah, this a, book for me... Yeah. Um, now, this, this will by no means answer every question we have because that's only in eternity, obviously. Sure. But there was some major hurdles in people's thinking. Without being able to really understand the old versus the new covenant is a hurdle. Mm -hmm. The second hurdle is how did Jesus actually fulfill the old covenant? And how, how is he different in the new covenant? I mean, yeah. the pers person and the promises of God. And another important aspect to understand is the Old Testament is veiled. Christ unveils yes. it. And so what many people try to do is they put the cart before the horse. They try to say, well, let me go to the Old Covenant to try to understand the new. No, that's not how we do it. We go to the new covenant, and through the lens of Christ unveiled, we can see the old covenant. And, and for me, most of the struggles, the main struggles that I had understanding the Bible in general, understanding the nature of God in general, and understanding what looked like a conflict between the nature of God in the old covenant and the nature of God in the new covenant is completely um, removed when we see Jesus in the lens yeah. of grace. Yeah, that's powerful truth. How did, um, can you talk just a little bit more about how this understanding of grace played into receiving your healing for the incurable lung uh, condition? Yes. So I was very influenced by many good different movements of God. I've mm -hmm. been blessed by different people, but uh, the problem is, is sometimes we, we take in some error with mm -hmm. good teaching. Sure. And I was a part of a 24-7 prayer movement that I was very blessed by. It, very, it brought much uh, spiritual growth to my life. However, their view of how to get your breakthrough. And the truth is, we all need breakthroughs in different right. areas of life. And if you don't, you will at one point of your life. That's, and if we don't, then we don't need God. The right. truth is, right. breakthroughs is for the glory of God and for our testimony. And yep. so when I came down incurable and I was miserable and trying to live overseas, India is not only um, difficult to live in, but it's the most polluted country in the world. So I was coming down with secondary infections just because of living there, because my immune system was so compromised. So misery was really my motivator. And I did everything that I, w I was taught to do. Mm -hmm. At 23 years of age, I thought, I don't want to live the rest of my life with this. Mm -hmm. And it could turn into emphysema at an earlier sure. age and many other 
more complications. And so I was looking at the long term. (laughs) And so I did everything. And there's phrases from the movement that says, well, we're going to bombard the gates of heaven and we're going to give him no rest until he responded. Uh And I was and I still feel like I am a very passionate person. And but some of my passion was obviously in fleshly, my fleshly zeal. And my zeal said, well, I'm going to bombard the gates of heaven. I'm going to give him no rest. I'm going to do you know, everything that I've learned. I'm going to do A, B, and C over and over again until I get my answer. And it brought me to a place of utter frustration. I really believe that the Bible is true. So if I'm not getting my answer, my perception must be wrong. Mm-hmm. And it took me being willing to not only fail in my own strength. Sometimes failing in your own strength and in your own false perception is actually a blessing because that's what liberates you to the right. truth. <laughs> but yeah. none of us really want to go through that journey because <laughs> <laughs> right. it can be extremely frustrating and painful. Yes. And then I was opening up to different ideas and concepts. And when I started stumbling upon grace, um, it radically changed the view. The concept that, that it really brought me back to Jesus. I would say that grace in its, in its teaching has given me more love, honor, respect and thanksgiving for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Wow. See, before I viewed life, death, and resurrection of Jesus as like, as, like, as like the doorway into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that it was not just the doorway into the kingdom. It was the entire building. It was everything yeah. in, in my life is actually you know, um, founded upon the life and death. And so instead of just understanding it as a key word in, and then you have to do Mm. the rest of it, it really is everything in life. And so I would say that my understanding of the cross and, and how many of us would say, Oh, I understand the cross, but (laughs) well, my understanding as a cross of after being, you know, a full-time minister for many, many years was nothing compared to what Jesus began to, and the Father began to show me mm-hmm. as I understood grace. Yeah. Wow. It really is the key, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Well, I very literally could sit here all afternoon and just talk about this stuff because it's very it's exciting. But uh, I know we have to get set up for this training. So before we wrap it up, could you just... Um, say or tell us where we can get these books so so we again there's the two books there's the father's promise and there's grace god's heart unveiled where can people go to get those books yeah because i have to be very careful about um where where i'm going and what i'm saying and what i'm doing uh i work in many countries that could get me um, even actually arrested or technically imprisoned for the work that I do. So because of that, I'm very hidden. My book is actually mm-hmm. in my pen name, mm-hmm. and we're going to leave it that way. Right. <laughs> but uh, my book is available on Amazon. If you go to Amazon.com, you can look up The Father's Promise and Grace God's Heart Unveiled by the author named Robert Prakash, and that's P-R-A-K-A-S-H. 
That's my adopted Indian name. I love yeah. it. It means light. That's awesome. Yes. And you can also find it on Kindle. You can order the Kindle version okay. from WhatsApp too. So it's available in an ebook as well. That's awesome. Or if you happen to be anywhere I am in person, I usually have some books in my car. So Yeah. Yes. That's great. And I can't say how much I highly recommend getting both of these books. Very, very powerful, easy to understand just in my opinion quick revelation um because it's so accessible so clearly demonstrated uh i highly recommend getting both of these books and uh robert thanks for sitting down and uh filling us in on what's going on and what these books are about yeah thank you for inviting me awesome well tune in or whatever we say tune in but uh look us up next time um with journey insider and uh, we will let you know a little bit more about what is going on uh, behind the scenes at Journey Church. Thanks. We'll see you next time.